No, are, are you going to want to watch the trailer of the anime one too before we get started or just this one? You guy barely got you on that at all. Well, to be fair, I'm over here and this is way over here. Well, I was trying to get content for the very beginning, oh, but sorry. I guess I won't worry about it on this I one. I was <laughs> positioned to look at the screen instead of actually talking. That's fine. Don't worry about it. This is Christian from Metropolis America, and you are listening to Comic Pop Library. Watching you. You have to remember it. I saw someone down there. He wasn't human. He's a known terrorist. And he's killed again. They didn't just kill them. They hacked into their minds. He's everywhere. Nowhere. I will find him. And I will kill him. You never talk about your past. I don't remember much. Just fragments. There was an attack. You were dying. We saved you. And now you save others. You had a family. Remember that. What are you? What a beauty you are. What do you want from me? They did not save your life. They stole it. She was supposed to have a clean brain. I order you to terminate. Major! They created me, but they cannot control me. and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Gets Animated, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard, along with Logan here. And in today's episode, we are actually going to be looking at Ghost in the Shell, but we are also going to be diving into the live-action Ghost in the Shell as well. Mm -hmm. uh, this was actually began as a manga, and these are adaptations. The artist and writer is Shiro Masamone, and this was done in 1989. It is a seinen comic, excuse me, and it was a seinen manga, and this is basically means it was a manga that was geared for adult men. It wasn't geared for teenagers or anything like that. It was geared for an older person. And the movie, excuse me, the animated movie, excuse me, the anime movie... <laughs> You got to do that again. That's just funny. Uh, Might work better as animated because the anime has a movie on its own, too. That's what we are doing, the anime. There's an anime series. And that one also has a movie as well. The anime movie is not rated, but it's basically, you could say it's rated R. And we'll get into that in a bit. Where the live action that uh, starred uh, Johanna, uh, Scarlett Johansson? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, 
it is rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll kind of dive into that. So we're going to be talking about the anime and the live action kind of hand in hand. Uh, we're not going to try to give any spoilers for just those in case that have not watched it. But the anime itself, Ghost in the Shell, is a classic anime from 1995. It's one of those that pretty much everybody that enjoys anime will have it on their shelf. Correct? I think so, yeah. Thank you. I need words. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this one will also be on most library shelves because it is a classic. Uh, it is done in a little bit older anime style. So you will, you know, you, you have to get used to that if you young ones are used to the new flashy style more than the old yeah. anime style. But in a sense, the live action movie, it was done in, not in a sense, sheesh. The live action movie was done in 2017. Like I said, it was PG-13 and starred Scarlett Johansson. And I'm going to give you the descriptions of the anime as well as the live action. Uh, These are off the IMDb pages, so uh, you can go there and look them up if you would like. For the anime, it is the year 2029. Technology has advanced so far that cyborgs are commonplace. In addition, human brains can connect to the internet directly. Major Matuko Kasunagi is an officer in Section 9, an elite secretive police division that deals with special operations, including counterterrorism and cybercrime. She is currently on the trail of the Puppet Master, a cybercriminal who hacks into the brains of cyborgs in order to obtain information and to commit other crimes. And then for the description for the live action... In the near future, Major Motoko Kasunagi has, is the first of her kind, a human saved from a terrible terrorist attack who is cyber-enhanced to be a perfect soldier devoted to stopping the world's most dangerous criminals. When terrorism reaches a new level that includes the ability to hack into people's minds and control them, Major Kusanagi is uniquely qualified to stop it. As she prepares to face a new enemy, Major Kusanagi discovers that she has been lied to. Her life has not her life was not saved, it was stolen. She will stop at not she will stop at nothing to recover her past, find out who did this to her, and stop them before they do it to others. You can already tell there's a little bit of difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to discuss the ratings right now and why that's so, because most people are kind of will probably be curious about that. There's a very clear main reason, and that's whether the fact that her body is made of entirely out of prosthetics is clear or not, because they're both entirely prosthetic bodies. It's just the anime version wanted to match the human body more closely than the live action version. Well, I think the live action, well, this is what I saw. The anime uh, basically when, okay, in Ghost in the Shell, the major, and that's what most people call her is the major. The major has a cloaking device that refracts light. It's to mimic the, her surroundings. And to do that, you basically have to be without any clothes. Yep. So in the anime, she's nude. Mm-hmm. Or if she's not nude, she has a very thin filament suit that's clear through or see-through. <laughs> clear through. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's see-through. In the live action, and this one kind of makes a little bit more sense to me. Uh, that didn't bother me at all. Uh, they have the major, if it's her body, it could be. Or well, it could be a skin-tight white outfit. Mm-hmm. Her head disappears too, so I'm assuming it's just her body. Right, and it can be interpreted yeah. either way. So that's where the difference is, and both of them are fairly violent. The enemy is more violent probably than the movie, live action movie, mm, and you know not as much blood in the live action as you can is in the anime. But again, in Japan, they made this adaptation more in the vein of the manga, which has a more adult view on things. 
more adult content or yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. So it's so you can see why we say that probably here in America, if it came out, it would be rated R. Yeah, over there, uh, it's just it's a it's say, uh, Satan. Yeah. yeah, so it's already known because it's that type of story that is going to be for a more mature audience. Uh, and the storylines in both, when Logan and I were watching this, uh, the music has some, The uh, I don't know if it's the exact same, but really close to the same. Yeah. While that, the story is different, the shape of the story is extremely similar. Right, of it. very similar. Uh, the cityscapes, mm-hmm. they're basically the same uh if you haven't watched the anime uh, but are more into the movies uh logan hasn't watched this one if we did it was a very long time ago and we need to rewatch it just to do it but blade runner think blade runner that kind of gives you an idea what the cityscape kind of is but not as dark it's brighter uh but the that has a lot of the same beats though in the story like logan said the creation of the major yeah. Uh, it is the opening well, sequence in the anime. It's a little bit further on in the live action, but it's almost step by step the same. Down to when she comes out of the vat of liquid, the the liquid that dries and hardens, cracks off her body and floats away. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's exactly the same in both. Yep. I mean, it was like, wow, okay, they're, <laughs> they got a lot of the same beats. There's the invisible major fighting in the... In the pond area all right the fountain. cement area the fountain area and that was taken from the garbage truck driver yep i mean from the very beginning of that sequence is almost exactly the same yeah uh the actors that they got to represent the major scarlett johansson i thought she looked really yeah. good as the major mm-hmm. resembled her pretty closely yeah definitely uh the person that they got to be bato uh, which is her partner in this uh, section yeah. nine uh, police force was Pilio Asbach. He really looked like the enemy counterpart. Uh, probably the commander of Section Nine looked the most different. In the enemy, he was had a balding head and shaggy hair around the sides. Where in the uh, live action, he had a pretty much full head of hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looked pretty much. He, he, it was a good representation. Uh-huh. Uh, the only other person one I'll get into is Togosa, Togasa. The newbie who wasn't enhanced in the anime, right? Or the hacker, and they and I don't know, was he a newbie in the anime? I can't remember. I yeah, because he, he was talking about. So why did you guys hire me anyways and stuff okay. like that? Well, okay. Well, if not newbie, at least rookie of the team or newest member. Yeah. Uh, but this is one that he had a revolver instead of a clip-fed pistol. Like Logan said, he was the least of the ones that was cybernetically enhanced. And when I watched the anime of this back in the 90s, when I actually first saw this, he was the character I gravitated to the most because he was the most human. So I liked his storyline. And and when you dive into Ghost in the Shell, there's not just the manga and these two movies. There's anime also series as an well. anime series with its own movie, too. Because well, there's, there's apparently a movie for that one as well. Well, there's standalone complex with the movie. And then there's a second anime series, too, but I can't remember the title of it off the top of my head. So there is a little bit of involvement if you want to dive deeper into this title. Mm -hmm. So you can enjoy just the movies, or if you want to dive deeper, you're great. Have fun. A manga, two anime series, three movies, go for it. Yeah. Well, the manga, uh, definitely libraries might want to watch that one and kind of flip through it to see if they really want it in there especially the smaller libraries because there is some scenes that are pretty much would be like "Ooh, eyebrow raising don't know about this especially if you're in a very conservative community it could probably raise a lot of eyebrows in the community so Mm -hmm. the mangas you would probably have to look at those because there is two mangas 
in the series that I'm aware of off the top of my head. Uh, so be aware of that. You might want to flip through them before you actually put them on the shelf. If you do, definitely put them into the adults section. Uh, the and for the anime movie that we have, just remember that pretty much any time that the major is going invisible that you see in the live action, she's going to be pretty much naked in the anime movie true basically that's true and not basically it is true (laughs) (laughs) so be aware of that but in our library we put the japanese anime and even some of the enemies of american animation that's been coming out here lately we have a complete section of just animation now if it's geared for kids we put that in a different section entirely but teens and adults we put those in an anime section so people will know that these are a little bit more mature in content because even dc has been putting out some rated r movies now yep so that uh, are animated dark justice league right and Just wasn't there one other one uh yeah. killing joke yeah killing joke was rated r yeah. as well so be aware if you're doing it for a public library private library whatever you might want to adjust it so it fits your collection the yeah. best uh, for a private collection of course you got to make your own decisions if mm-hmm. you enjoy it but again ghost in the show is one of those that that's a classic i liked it to go along with the story beats i mean the briefcase guns are in there mm-hmm. submachine guns cool very mm-hmm. cool uh, the major kicks butt yeah. very cool uh, scarlett johansson did a great job with that i'm sure she did a lot of wire work for that so she probably sore because i know those wires even though they kind of make it as comfortable as possible it still hurts the Um, main differences seem to be which section of the government was going bad or bad-ish and the villain which the villain was the biggest and i don't want to give that away because it's pretty much the exact same change except for different yeah well the ending of the movies are completely different yep those are completely different so if you want to enjoy one or the other you can't you got to watch both for the ending because it's completely different at the end they are two distinct stories they just look very similar on the surface like you said the villains have they're a little bit different in style but kind of the same in what they're doing Uh, similar in the action different people right and the major's backstory they really don't get into that in the anime yeah but they do in the live action so I don't know if that's just something that Paramount did for their movie or if, you know, Shiro Masamune wrote that out for him. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the manga. It's been a long time since I read the first manga, and I have not read the second one, so I cannot mm-hmm. tell you there. And it's been a long time since I watched the standalone complex. Yeah. Was it a sack two? Yeah, I know. That. Was the second series, I think. I think it had a s- subtitle, too, because we have it yeah, over there. standalone complex, said. too, but for short, they called it SAC 2, I believe. Yeah, I think it also might have Ghost Protocol, or was that the movie? That might have been the movie. I think yeah. that was the movie. So, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, some of the story beats, the typewriter, the typewriting, where they have those where the person has their fingers and they're typing, but within each finger, there's like four other little finger pads that yeah. come out. So you, you're typing really fast. <laughs> yeah. And the way that I'm not sure if that would actually help your typing speed. <laughs> well, you're cybernetic, so I guess you shouldn't make very many mistakes. Yeah. But it is a cybernetic world. They do jack into your brains. Uh, yep. Pretty much the major, the only thing left of her that is not cybernetic is the brain. Yep. And so that's where she is a new construct because of that. Everybody else still has, maintains a yeah. lot of their human forms. She's the first one that 
basically it's just the brain. Yep. And the ghost in the shell is reference to basically the soul surviving with the brain being implanted into the shell, which is the new body. Yep. Is that how you got it? Uh, well, ghost in the shell is the thing that the ghost is what's important. The shell's a shell thing. Right, the shell's the shell, but well, how I understood it, the ghost was the person's soul yeah. and memories. The ghost is what's important. What the shell is doesn't really matter that much because they can mm-hmm. interchange that pretty well. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, so we're agreeing <laughs> with each other. I'm not sure. Oh, did the live-action battle have the mechanical eye or not? Mechanical Mechan- eye? What do you mean? You remember in the anime he had it, the eye that helped him point out the guy under the invisibility coat? I can't remember if live action Bado had it. I can't remember. I know he had the cybernetic eyes, but I I don't know if the anime did I that. I know the anime did. Oh, did the anime? I do know. That? I well, I'm not sure about the live action, and I don't think they had the other person using invisibility. Did they? Uh, the only other thing that was, and this is part of the where the story beats are very similar, is in the warehouse with the spider tank. Yeah, and that was the only one that had a invisibility cloak type deal, refractive. Mm-hmm. whatever mirrors or whatever on it to make it invisible yeah and i know it uh, that's the only thing i remember other having of an invisibility yeah because the anime had another person using the invisibility tech right yeah that as a coach instead of the skin i think of really major yeah I guess I don't remember because battle was chasing him and had to oh, shoot yes. through the market yes. crowd that's right that's right you're right that was the trash trash guy really yeah because it ended up in the water yeah you're right yeah so that was a slight difference in that scene from the anime to the live action because i don't he didn't have that in the live action you're yeah. right i forgot all about that I'm not sure about battle's eye but yeah and well in the live action he didn't start out with the cybernetic eyes it happened part way into it and i can't mm-hmm. remember how far into it yep. so maybe that's why they changed that scene up a little bit mm-hmm. which is kind of like why they didn't really need to make Bato get his eyes halfway through the movie. They could have started out with that. Yeah, it is a bit odd. But that's just their choice. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like you said, they have the Sex and Six in the live-action movie, but I don't... Or was that in the anime? I think they were both sections something or other. Well, Section 9 is what they're with. And they both interacted with a section, but I think it might have been a different section in the anime and the live-action. Or at least the specialty of that section was different. Right, a little bit different. So there was a little bit head-butting with that. Ghost in the Shell, the anime movie, is a classic. Definitely, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Ghost in the Shell, the live-action. I don't know if it'll ever be a classic, but I liked it. Yeah. I had fun with it. Uh, both mm-hmm. movies are kind of hard to watch uh, if you're not used to the anime styling or the anime stylization. And they kind of classify this as cyberpunk because of mm-hmm. the cybernetics and yeah. uh, the futuristic setting. So they call it cyberpunk. So some people aren't comfortable watching those type of shows or reading those type of books. So because of that, it might not be their fair. That's a possibility. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Yeah, I did too. So yay. <laughs> so yay. Uh, before uh-huh. we go on, we want to do some tweets that we've received. <laughs> This time around, we want to mention a couple of people. Marcus Paul James, he wrote back to us and just wanted to say thanks for the love. Comic Pop Library, we reviewed his Purple Hearts single from his same 
from the same titled EP, Purple Hearts. He just wants to say thank you for all that. As well as Kylie Spence. Uh, we looked at her single line eyes and she just wrote back said oh thank you so much and definitely not a problem at all and then the last one for this go around that we got through twitter is from emma charleston we looked at her music video don't wait up and she just said thanks glad you liked the song and video so we appreciate all the artists that send us their music to listen to and share with our listeners and all the companies as well that are supplying those to us it's been a lot of fun doing that over the years if you're interested in hearing us be sure to get (laughs) if you're interested in subscribing to us you can do so through itunes we uh, we are part of their service but also we've had a couple of podcatchers pick us up fm player listen notes and pod chaser they were nice enough to pick us up on their own and let their listeners see if they're interested in listening to our show so we want to thank those three pod catchers for what they've done for us we really appreciate it if anybody would like to get in touch with us you can do so through twitter or facebook just look up comic pop library you'll find us there send us a tweet or something through facebook we'll read it back on the recordings or you can send us an email and we'll do the same thing and that email address is admin at comicpoplibrary.com so be sure to send it our way and we'll take a look at it and like i said we'll get it on the recording eventually not gonna guarantee when but we'll get it there <laughs> we record at all different times and all different ways and they go up all different times and all different ways yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we just have fun here that's the main thing is just having fun to get back to ghost in the shell uh, like we've been saying go- the anime movie is a classic if you don't have it on your shelf it'd be surprising if public libraries if you don't have it on yourself kind of surprising too the live action movie it's newer it wasn't per se a blockbuster but it did you know it was a summer movie for 2017 so people are going to be interested in seeing it especially with scarlett johansson attached to it so she's a very good actor and i enjoyed what i've seen her in and this is another one she does a good job with a very tough role just basically remember that the live action is pg-13 so you can place it in there the anime is not rated but you could consider it rated r so if you are in a public library setting keep that in keep that in mind Uh, again with the mangas uh, they're geared for seinen audience which is in you know in a a more mature male audience so be sure to take that in mind too if you pick up the mangas i enjoyed both Uh, i was kind of surprised how the story beats were pretty much the same i thought you know a lot of times they really diverge away from the story and this one they kept pretty much the same beats so that was kind of cool it is kind of odd how they managed to make it be look the same but different stories yeah ended very differently very much so definitely have to say that again they end differently so if you watch them or if you watch one don't forget to watch the other because it's different yeah these are different movies they look similar but they're very different Uh, I think that's going to pretty much do it for us tonight. We've been having fun. Hope everybody out there has been having fun listening to us. We'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.